Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enemy of peace, enemy of the people. Vice President Sarah Duterte has learned the hard way when her words came back not only to haunt her but to taunt her. She once said that those who oppose her confidential funds are enemies of peace. And as enemies of peace, they are enemies of the people. But now, she opposes the resumption of peace talks with the National Democratic Front of the Philippines, NDFP. She called out the plan of the Marcos government and labeled the move as amounting to dealing with the devil. If she has her way, she would rather have an all-out war with the rebel group and deploy military might to force them to surrender. She preaches vengeance, as she recited a litany of crimes committed by the New People's Army, NPA, which she incorrectly referred to as the National People's Army. The Marcos government has proudly declared that the leftist insurgency is now so diminished and weakened, that there are no more active fronts. Whatever is left are remnants that can no longer provide serious threats to the republic. If one follows the logic of Duterte's position, what the government should do is to continue the military operations against the rebel forces. It is strange that Vice President Duterte has been vocal on so many things, from the peace talks with the NDFP to the country rejoining the International Criminal Court, even as she is also silent about China's aggressive moves in the West Philippine Sea. She is friendlier to Communist China whose People's Liberation Army and militia are making aggressive moves against us, than to the Communist rebels whose depleted forces are no longer considered a serious threat by the military. For someone who is tacitly pushing for the continuation of war with a weakened enemy, one is tempted to suspect that the bravado is opportunistic, or at best, characteristic of one who is selectively aggressive. There is no doubt that Sarah Duterte is a right-wing firebrand, who prefers strong-arm tactics, which is not different from the approach of her father, former President Rodrigo Duterte. They would both wield the armed might of the state even against a weakened enemy, even as they would prefer friendship to confrontation, bilateral peacemaking over frontal engagement with a country with a stronger military. Former President Duterte opted acquiescence to mightier China for fear of war, while his daughter would prefer armed engagement instead of resuming peace talks with a much weaker NDFP. Diehard Duterte supporters love to brandish the alleged strategic acumen of the former president, and they would like us to believe that this is a trait that was inherited by the vice president. But if this were indeed true, then they would not have missed that this would be the best time to resume negotiations. The government of the Philippines would be coming to the negotiating table with a much stronger hand, considering that it would be dealing with a depleted and diminished rebel force. It is basic that it is best that one does not negotiate from a position of weakness. Sarah Duterte, as vice president, is free to disagree with the president. After all, it already happened many times before when vice presidents directly and openly contradicted their presidents. But Duterte is not just a vice president. She is also a member of the president's cabinet, and as such she has become his alter ego when she accepted the post of education secretary. She no longer has the liberty to openly offer with a divergent opinion. She should have privately discussed with the president any differing opinions. As a matter of precedent, Cello Magno, a mere undersecretary, was asked to resign when she openly disagreed with the government policy of putting a price cap on rice. While openly clashing with President Marcos will not result in his demanding Duterte's resignation as vice president, it would not be unreasonable for some to opine that she should voluntarily resign as a matter of principle, or be asked to resign as education secretary. 
Sarah Duterte would like us to believe that peace can only be achieved if we spend millions of intelligence funds to spy on teachers and students, to monitor if they are actively recruiting for or are being recruited to join the NPA. She would like us to believe that peace can reign when these funds are used to red-tag student and teacher activists, and when anti-communist propaganda are emblazoned in school premises. She thinks that peace can be achieved if classroom walls are bare and when ROTC, Reserve Officers Training Corps, is mandated. She would like us to believe that resumption of peace talks is not the solution. The more fundamental issue here is the peace dividend that can be enjoyed by the country if peace talks are resumed, and when peace is successfully negotiated. This would not only lead to a cessation of the pocket of hostilities in some areas. It can finally remove the structural constraints that hinder full development in many areas in the country. It would also free up vital resources that can then be redeployed to address more serious security threats, such as those emanating from terrorist groups like the Islamic State and its local agents like Dala Islamiyah and Abu Sayyaf, and the threat from China. If peace is successfully negotiated, wounds of division will easily heal. The fracture that is tearing the country apart will be denied a space to manifest, and red tagging will no longer become a divisive irritant. There will be no more reason for us to fear that our students will be recruited to rebel against the state. These are the benefits of peace that would have precisely motivated President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. to resume the negotiation process with the NDFP. Sara Duterte should be reminded that opposing peace talks can be construed as opposing peace. We have to remind her of what she once said to those who criticized her confidential funds. She could be framed as an enemy of peace, and thus, and in her own words, an enemy of the people. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.